0: hello and welcome to you amazing beautiful human being welcome to right where you are the podcast if you are listening to this it is probably because i've directed you here from the previous episode this episode is a continuation of the conversation i had in the previous episode that I thought I should split into two episodes, just so it's not so long. In this episode, I continue the conversation on surrender, on letting go, on letting God, letting life, on allowing reality to be reality, taking in reality at reality's terms, and Yeah, (laughs) in this episode I share two analogies related to this conversation just to make this conversation a bit more clear, uh, just to add a bit of storytelling and imagination to this conversation. So here are the two analogies. I hope you enjoy. The first analogy is... The analogy of life, all of life, all of our human experience, all of reality as a river. And then we, living beings, we living, growing, dying beings, we beings, we live in this river. I don't know, maybe I'm a fish in this river, maybe. I'm a frog in this river, maybe I'm a stone or a weed or uh, maybe even a drop of water within the river. And rivers flow, this is something we know. And because I live in the river, then I must flow with the river, especially if I'm a drop of water in the river. There's no way I'm not going to flow with the river because I am part of the river. I am part of the whole. Then, if I am averse to the river, if I'm averse to the flow of the river, this is like me trying to swim upstream. This is me rejecting reality. I think as humans, we live in a blind spot we're biased and we're usually averted to everything in the reality that goes against what we know and who we think we are. And so I swim upstream saying, no, 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 this is not me. This thing is not true. This thing is not real. This thing cannot be part of me. This thing is bad. This thing is ugly. I condemn this thing. Sometimes these things aren't even necessarily bad things. It's just reality. Sometimes these aren't even things that are necessarily bad. Like, things that we would call bad. Maybe these are things that, axiologically, we would say that these things are good. You know, on an ethical level or on an aesthetic level, we'd say, yes, these things are beautiful. Like with me, for example, I really abject I can feel in my gut, um, I just kind of just wah, <laughs> abject the idea of ever being in possession of a whole lot of money in my body. It's like, wah, no, ew, ah, for some reason, because that is not part of my self-concept, that is not part Of the story that I tell myself about myself in my mind or in my body it's it feels gross but you know I'm I recently learned this it's really cool at least to know so that it's not in the shadow so that it's not unconscious but it's still then something that in my body I'm like no uh On the flip end of trying to swim upstream, on the flip end of, no, not me, (laughs) is attachment, which is another way of rejecting the flow of the river. Instead, this time, instead of trying to go against the flow of the river, what we're doing now is We're trying to hold on to something so that we don't have to move with the river. We're trying to hold on to the banks. We're trying to hold on to the root of a tree. We're trying to hold on to a rock, hoping that we don't have to go with the flow. I was really hoping to not say those words. (laughs) To not go with the flow. To not have to flow with the river sometimes we try maybe even to grab a hold of one part of the water to hold it and to hope that that part maybe doesn't move that part doesn't flow with the river and maybe just maybe we might stay where we are and resist the flow of the river this can look like holding on to our biases, holding on to our self-concept, holding on to our perspectives and our, our narratives, holding on to them so tightly that it creates such a blind spot that we aren't able to see anything outside of that. And that we don't flow with the river and we don't take in reality at reality's terms. And I think you can see that both these things of trying to resist the flow of the river are futile. Both these things don't work because the river flows nonetheless the river does not care if you don't want to flow with it the river continues to flow swimming upstream is tedious it will drain you of your energy you might even drown you might get hurt holding on ties our grip it's tiring also there's no point The easiest thing, yeah, it's not the easiest, it's easier said than done, but the thing to do is to let go, to stop swimming upstream, and to let the river take you where it is going. That's the first analogy. (laughs) Before I share the second analogy, I'd like to share with you a journal entry, some of it related some of it not but like I've said everything operates in this complex network where it all works together nothing lives in a silo but this is a journal entry from the 13th of July 2022. I titled it another one on letting go I think I'll put this on my blog. Perhaps we might do that. But another one on letting go. So it comes with the realization that I hold on so tightly to my ego. Because it gives me this false sense of control. The other day I was drunk on some finely aged Cabernet Sauvignon. Please don't judge my French. The altered state of consciousness gave me a whole new perspective. On the day I wrote it down in my journal as the absurdist lens. I saw from a God perspective, so to speak, how ridiculous this little human named Kanyisa looks, fussing and fighting, making meaning out of nothing, spinning in circles, worrying about how nothing is nothing. How crazy it looks to be constantly plotting and scheming with this beautiful genius mind because I meet the world with so much fear. Because I do not believe that anything or anyone could possibly favor me. The world hates me and wants me dead. There isn't space for me here. There isn't enough love for me. So I must bend backwards to change my form. And maybe, just maybe, God will see me. Maybe then God will love me. Maybe then God will bless me. And so it becomes clear where and how the ego is wounded, where to touch and squeeze and kiss, where to heal. Then also comes the realization of how much of a blind spot I am in. Because all of my reality is filtered through a dirty lens. It's dipped in the murky waters of all of human history, of all the isms and the lies of this crazy, crazy world. Primed for fear and not love, for war and not compassion, for scarcity and not abundance, for surviving and not living. So I understand why I hold on to all these things they were given to me as sustenance. I've inherited them. I've come to see it as this or death. And so you'd think it's the holding on that requires strength. But really it's the letting go. The true power is in the surrender. Surrender. It's in placing all your trust in God, in reality, in the present moment, in your own wisdom, and in all that is. Because that's where unconditional love and radical freedom are. That's where the narrative of a separate self dies. It's like you stop depending on the stories in your head and the memories in your body to move through the world. You let down all your defenses and strategies, you simply live by the millisecond, receiving life as it is, releasing as you will, allowing the eternal river of life to flow through you. But that's easier said than done, as Sartre would say, man is condemned to be free. Ah, that was a long journal entry, but I read through that and I couldn't, you know, section it and find which part to share and which part to leave out. And I think the whole thing fits so perfectly into the conversation of this episode and i think there are more analogies within that entry in itself but i do hope that it sheds light on the point that i'm trying to put across i'll share it on my blog if i don't share that i'll share similar writing on this conversation i actually have a prose piece called watching the human that also speaks on this topic of allowing life to take us where it goes for more of my writing and yeah my writing really for more of my writing you can check out my blog learnerhuman.com You might find that very journal entry in the blog still deciding, but you'll find a whole lot more other writing, other pieces that I've written that are similar to this. For the second analogy that's also related to water, I'd like you to imagine again, in fact, this time, not really imagined because this is something that's very real. I'd like you to think about all the things that are happening in your body right now as you listen to this. Think about all the things happening in your body to keep you alive. Constantly happening. From the point where you're I I don't know where it begins does it begin at conception does it end at death because I could say that it begins before conception because I was alive I don't know let's just say from birth to death (laughs) um it begins For the sake of this conversation, from the moment that you are born to the moment that you die, this thing that's constantly happening within your body, keeping you alive, all these systems that are at work almost automatically, right? Like your heart is beating at the moment automatically. We have all these systems, like the cardiovascular system, where blood is flowing in and out of the heart. It's flowing into some parts of the body, through the body, all around the body. But the center is the heart, where it flows out from the heart and back into the heart. Like the digestive system, where food as a source of energy flows into the body and flows out of the body because you eat and then you shit. Like the respiratory system, where breath flows into the body. It does a whole bunch of things and it flows out because it comes in as oxygen and then it leaves as carbon dioxide. The common thing with many of the systems within the body is this flow of in and out. All these systems keeping us alive. It is this flow of in and out, even systems like the nervous system, even systems like the endocrine system and the immune system. It's this inflow and outflow of bodily information. It's this constant relationship between the body and the outside world or the body with itself, even on a cellular level. This flow of in and out is constantly happening. I'm not sure completely about the science of this, but with my understanding that cells in the body are constantly dying and new cells being created. That again is a flow of in and out. Even then, if we're going to talk about it as a flow of death and rebirth, we can talk about even the digestive system as birth when you take the energy, the food source into your body and a death when you let it out. Same thing with breath. Same thing with blood. It's this flow of in and out of living and dying. It's the same even with the cells of plants and insects and fungi. I think the best example that we always use when talking about change and death and rebirth is the example of the caterpillar that completely dies and is born anew as the butterfly. The question, really, with this flow of life and death, of in and out, all of these things happening, keeping not only us alive, but even uh, if I think of it in terms of a lineage, the lineage of uh, humans, for example. My lineage is alive because someone died, someone was born, and then someone died, someone was born. It's this constant in and out, all of humanity, all everything that lives. All of life. What is sustaining that? What is sustaining every day and every night, every sunrise and every sunset, every summer, every winter, every rotation around the sun? What is sustaining that? We humans have tried to find answers for this. We've questioned and we've questioned, and we might say it's God, we might say it's the Creator. For the purposes of this episode, we'll call this thing Life Force. Now, to take us back to the analogy of water, let's imagine this thing, this life force, as an eternal body of water, a never-ending ocean, and our being alive... Because our being alive is this constant flow of in and out. Our being alive is this water from this eternal body of this eternal ocean. It is this water from the source flowing through us. You know how a lot of spiritual folk will speak of being a vessel for spirit, being a vessel through which spirit works. With my analogy then, thinking of this constant in and out, if we're going to use an analogy of water, instead of a vessel, I think we can say a straw. (laughs) I know it doesn't sound as deep and as woke and as poetic but a straw because a vessel is like a vase or a cup or a bottle. You put water into a vase and then you pour it out which then with this analogy I'm assuming the water is the life force, right? And so you put in the thing, maybe at the point of conception or at the point of birth, life force goes in and then when the body dies, life force goes out. But then if you think about it, I don't even know where to trace this from. Is it at the point of birth or at the point of conception? At which point? Because... Life force has been flowing through this very body. This body that sits here and is speaking. Life force has been flowing through this body and the matter of this body. From before I was born, before I was thought of. I was alive as an egg somewhere. I was alive as the, the, the clay in the land. At some point, I was alive, if we're going to go with Darwin's theory of evolution, I was alive as some living organism at some point. And so where does it begin? Where does it end? Because even after I die, in some way, this body returns to the soil and gives back to life you know it gives back to the living organism that is the earth which is also the living organism that is the reason I'm alive it's the reason I continue to live you know and so this life force doesn't simply come in at one point and then leave at another point it's constantly flowing through and so I, then, am not a vessel for spirit. I am a straw for spirit, for life force to flow through. To come in and go out and in and out and in and out. No innuendo intended over there, please. (laughs) But like the breath, it flows in and out and in and out. I think then it makes sense that the word in many Nguni and Bantu languages for air is Umoya you know but that same word is also it also means spirit it also means this life force this energy that is alive in us that keeps us alive it makes sense then why breath is considered such a, a big thing in most spiritual and meditation practice in mindfulness and uh and being present and groundedness. Because every present moment is also this process of in and out you flow into a present moment you flow into a moment and then you flow out it is born and then it dies it's born and then it dies and so we are the straws and every moment is also a straw through which life force flows through you know just to take this back then to to take this analogy back to the idea of attachment and aversion in stoicism attachment if we are straws attachment would then be holding on to things inside of a straw and this creates blockages we're holding on to things we're holding on to a certain self-concept we're holding on to certain identities and ideas and uh, narratives and we hold on to it but that means that we're holding on to it and that means that we're creating a blockage and what needs to flow through the straw, the water doesn't flow through in the way that it's supposed to. And then a version on that on the flip end of that is when perhaps we put our finger at the top of the straw or maybe we pinch the straw somewhere. And so nothing can flow through. Nothing can even begin to flow through. Because the water Wants to go through, but then again, instead of a blockage on the inside, we were holding on to something. We're holding. We're we're kind of you know when you blow bubbles into a cup through a straw type of thing. We're not letting the water in. I hope that that doesn't mess up with my analogy, but. <laughs> analogies are so weird because i have no idea where i'm taking this right now i'm just going with it but yeah we're a straw through which this life force this water through which reality must flow in but also flow out because when we hold on to things we create blockages and this thing cannot flow through. When we say no, this is not part of me, this is not part of the self. When we don't unconditionally love and accept reality as it is at reality's terms, we're blowing bubbles into the cup with our straw. We're not letting it be. We're not letting it flow through us And I guess then this is the commitment to being. It's allowing ourselves to open and to take reality in. But also to let it out. You know, to eat. To allow ourselves to eat. But also to allow ourselves to shit. (laughs) To allow ourselves to take air in. To inhale. But also to allow ourselves to exhale. To allow ourselves to live. But also to allow ourselves to die. It's a form of radical acceptance. And this form of acceptance can only come from unconditional love. The knowing that everything is me and I am everything. You know the simple mathematics of the sum of the parts equal the whole and that whatever I reject in myself in another person in reality is rejecting God is rejecting the flow of the water through me it's rejecting the flow of the river and I think freedom comes from being able to accept to let be to let go and was that saying to let go and to let God that's what surrender means to me that's what surrender looks like to me that's how I make sense of it and beyond making sense of it that's the way that I can speak of this thing that kind of If it has words, those might just be the words for me. (laughs) I hope this makes sense for you. I hope you can take this and as much as it was very abstract and none of it was actionable, I hope it somewhat brings you some form of clarity into the journey of your life and your journey into love and into acceptance into freedom I hope that you can take this and do something with it and to be something with it I do plan to speak about this a whole lot more in episodes to come If this made absolutely no sense, I hope it makes sense for you in another episode where we'll speak about this in a more practical, real-world, actual sense, in an actionable sense. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for being right where you are right now, wherever that is whoever you are, whenever it is that you're tuning into this, thank you so, so much for joining me right where I am. Thank you. And I'm sending you a whole lot of love, unconditional love, that fully accepting love, sending you a whole lot of freedom and radical acceptance, radical freedom. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope to see you again. One of these days when I get mad at myself again and spontaneously record an episode, which will be soon. (laughs) Thank you. Bye.